Uh, welcome to another episode of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Joe Wright. Hey, Joe, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and watchers? Yeah, um, I'm Joe Wright. I'm a software engineer living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we are really delighted to have you, Joe. Um, for those who are listening, Joe's sitting in a nice, I don't know, warehouse workshop full of all kinds of gear, basement, garage, who knows? But um, he's got tools. So, Joe, tell us about your first tool. All right. Um, they're all, all my tools are kind of simple, but I think there's something extra out to all of them. But the first one is this um, Benchmade bug out knife. It's um, just like five inch long foldable knife. Um, they have them in different colors, but um, the main, I've been, I've been looking to upgrade my knife for a while. And um, I was thinking about what do I do with the knife? Like, and the, the main nice feature about the bug outs are there are that, are that they are very lightweight. And I was researching them and I was concerned that they were flimsy, but um, I just wanted to attest that um, it's very solid for the things I wanna do. And the other nice feature is that you can open them up with one hand. Mm -hmm. I just was realizing that I, I have a bunch of uh, folding knives that I, I like, but I'm often getting a package, like, you know, you always have one hand busy. Right. You want to pull, pull it out of your pocket and just open and close it easily. So right. I really like this. So this is a, a black powder coated and dice. I'm not really sure what the coating is on it. It's black. Um, and it's fairly simple. It's just a single blade that folds into itself has a belt clip. What, um, I would imagine that there are a number of different makes of knife that, that are similar to that in being lightweight and one hand foldable, or, or is that the only one? No, there, there's a lot. Um, and why would this one be superior to those? I've just, uh, I think Benchmade is, is known for their lightweight knives. Um, but the combination of being lightweight and small and like the, the 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 action is very smooth um just those that combination is just really it's well executed okay and it's lightweight because the handle is carbon fiber um something like that okay um because it has that look it's a glass reinforced nylon it says glass reinforced nylon okay um so it's like a fiberglass yeah i guess i'm not a i'm not a great like i i don't nerd out on the the metals and the materials but i i can just attest that uh it it i mean it meets my needs of like you know, office stuff or cutting, cutting string. Most of the time I'm right. not make, I'm not mending fences with it. Right. Right. 
And so it's listed at $160. Is that the right one? I think yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so it's called a bug out because usually people store it in their bug out bag. The idea being that it's lightweight, you need to carry it around. Is that the idea? Yeah. Um, I guess ultralight campers like them. Um, I was watching reviewers talk about it in that context. Um, you know, the, the thing I like about the thing I had a problem with the heavier knives was that they just weigh, they weigh your pants down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they'll, they'll like, um, right. if you're running, they right, might right. bounce out. I'm, I'm reaching into my pocket to pull out the knife that I carry. It's my 99 cents plastic box cutter, which I open up with one hand. Oh, it's very, very lightweight. It weighs grams. If I lose it, I don't care. You've, you've outdone me. <laughs> and I carry it all. I have one in each one of my pants pockets. So I always have one and I use it all the time for everything. Um, so uh, that's but that's great because this, this this won't last if I'm out if I'm somewhere where it's gonna be for a long time I, this won't make it because um, it's just made out of plastic. So um, what's your second tool, Joe? What's what's um, what's another tool that you would hate to miss? Yeah, um, second tool is is a it's you know kind of another simple thing but really well executed. It's from County Calm, and it's it's like a it's a parts tray. Huh. Um, parts tray, okay. So it's a tray, like some people use cafeteria trays, but you have this as a fancy one. What? W- w- how is it better than your cafeteria tray? Yeah, um, it's made out of silicone. Right. They, they have a couple of different sizes. Um, I think it's kind of more intended for maybe gun disassembly. Uh-huh. It has this um, dimpling texture oh, on the... Okay. Yeah, see, right. So you're showing... What he's holding up is a tray that's kind of fle- flimsy, flexible, like made out of silicon. Um, it's a tray with the shallow uh, edges on around it. And then the dimpling on the surface of it, I guess it's kind of grippy maybe, so that things don't slide around. Well, it's it's grippy on the bottom, which... I have, which is a problem with plastic trays, um, hmm. and it's, it's the the dimpling does kind of keep screws and things from getting too much velocity if you move it around here. Um, so the the other the other really cool part of this one is it glows in the dark. Oh, all right. So. <laughs> Why is that? Is that just cool, or is there some use for that? It at first I thought it was just cool, but I found it really nice and practical for um cra- for cramp for camping. Um, County Calm has like a really good recipe for glow in the dark material. They make a lot. They make some other glow in the dark things, huh? and I'm re- I'm really impressed with how much it how much light it can charge up with. All right. So at night it's self-luminous without even trying. Okay. And 
and in, you know in camping it can it, you can help orient yourself on a workspace or um you can see the things you're laying out onto it okay so uh, i have one by my bed and i you know drop my airpods or i you know i hate having my chapstick roll off the counter okay all right, so so you could do a smaller version near your bed where you can put things on the night table and it glows in the dark, so even at night you can find things. That would be a great example. Um, to, and so they make, um, you say they make smaller versions of it? Yeah, I have a I have a smaller version. Oh, there you here, go. But this one doesn't glow in the dark. Oh, okay. But again, it's uh, you're holding up a small tray Again, it's rectangular with maybe half inch high, uh, you know, twenty centimeters or something, of a uh, edge, and um, yeah, it would, and it's probably not going to slide on a table. So, pretty, uh, what's the word? Uh, would anchor on a table very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, and and the the maker of that is, um, you say it's called. Uh, What's it called? County, the, County Com. County Com. Okay. Um, yeah, and they have uh, uses of it, like for dental assembly, and yeah, for also emptying your pockets as a place to empty your pockets. I'd recommend uh, showing the images that they have. It's kind of hard to see, but when I turn off my lights in my room, I, I can see all these glowing trays. Yeah. And it's, it's bright. So um, it's kind of a, a testing to their, their glow in the dark recipe with their other stuff. Okay. Too. So if you need something to glow, I mean, I can see a function for the bedroom where you are and then camping. Yes. If you need the trays to keep track, if you were kind of maybe having to work at night out in the field, that might be something, um, that would be beneficial. So, um, so Joe, what's your third tool? Third tool is uh, this Snow Peak in double-walled vacuum stainless steel mug. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's kind of it's also basic. I think no, I think most people are aware of these, but I, I really, I, I bought one like, like uh, seven years ago, and I use it every day, and I love it. And um... You're holding up a stainless steel mug, like a coffee mug, um, but the 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 main news here is that this this is like a thermos. This is like a vacuum thermos. So there's a it's a vacuum inside, which is the best insulator, so it keeps things warm or cold. But it's also not made out of glass like a lot of the original thermoses. It's made out of stainless steel, so it can't break. So it's perfect for backpacking. Um, is it pretty light? Yeah. Um. Uh, again, like it, they they make. There's a ton of vacuum double walled mugs out there, but I, I found I find them too bulky. Mm-hmm. And this one, um, it works with the AeroPress perfectly, and I you know make my americano, and it will last all day. Um. You mean the heat? What do you mean? Last all day? What will last all day? I guess it will. The heat 
it'll keep my coffee hot. Um, not all, not literally all day, but long enough that it's not an issue. Okay. It's never an issue. Right. Um, until it's gone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it's, it's no, Snow Peak is a pretty um, reputable brand with other outdoor gear. Um, so I imagine the quality is pretty good. Um, and uh, is there anything else? As you said, other people make them. And again, you prefer this one because of its size, because it's a little bit trimmer, slimmer, smaller. Um, yeah. Um, and it has a cap as well. Yeah, the, the silicone lid doesn't come with it. Okay. Um, they make different sizes and they make a titanium one which with, with which weighs nothing um the silicone mug or the lid is really nice um compared to like the plastic lids you get with the uh -huh. other ones it right. just feels um feels better the titanium one is, is the main drawback of that it's price or is there other issues with why not get the lightest one well, I, I I do have I do have the titanium one. Um, okay. It doesn't actually. Yeah, it doesn't keep things. It loses heat faster. Right, because it's more conductive. Um, the stainless steel one is very sealed. The the silicone lid adds to that. It it has um minimal. Yeah. I mean, it's like any lid, but it has two um two vents. Yeah. Okay. So if you weren't backpacking, you can use the stainless steel one, but if you're backpacking, you might want to consider the titanium one. Well, there, there's an aesthetic thing too. Snow Peak is kind of a fashionable brand, a fashionable camping brand. Um, mm -hmm. But this, this titanium and metal stuff and the way it folds, it just makes you feel like you're, you're work, you're using like NASA technology, you know, <laughs> So yes. there's a aesthetic to that. Okay. Um, the one, it's kind of a an extra cool tool, but I f I find that the I learned that if you don't clean the coffee out of your mug, it like um imparts a flavor, like it builds up a coating of the coffee residue, and it makes it makes the coffee taste better. And I found this out because like cleaned it once and it and my coffee tasted bad <laughs> so, so i think there's it's like don't wash out the coffee cup and after several years you'll have this amazingly deep flavor correct um i was looking into this and i and i've read some art old archives of like navy navy magazines talking about this where they like they'll reprimand a oh a worker who accidentally cleans the coffee pot. <laughs> so I accidentally found this out and that's my, that's like my cool, my little cool tool hack on top, on top of this one. That so, is really great. I, I, I mean, it's, it's like seasoning a, a cast iron pan. Yeah. I've, I've heard the same thing with like woks or ramen, ramen noodle shops. They'll clean their, their pots one week and you can taste the difference. I uh, think the metal, I think the metal inside, um, adheres. Yeah. Whatever better than glass or. 
plastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it removes any metallic taste. So, so like to me, this was a perfect coffee mug. Um, it fits the AeroPress perfectly. Okay, that's a really great suggestion. So, um, so Joe, tell us your fourth tool. For, fourth tool is this. Well, it's not just this Seiko chess clock. It's okay, you're going up a little double barrel, little case, size of a paperback book, a little thicker than that, with two clocks on it, with two buttons on the top, and it's for playing chess, right? Where your each side has their own clock. Yep, just it's basically two analog clocks, and they have a toggle. So you press the press one, and it activates the other one. And is is that um, hours that's showing? There, you know, it's just one to twelve. Is that hours or is that minutes? Well, it's it's literally just two two analog clocks. Okay. Um, so it's keeping time like you'd normally see, and that adds a lot. That makes it very flexible for any time. But I use it for timekeeping. Use so it for keeping. Timekeeping. Timekeeping. Uh, what do you What do you mean by timekeeping? So, uh, uh, like during COVID, I started working from home, and you you want to have work life balance. Okay. So I I designated this one to be on the clock on my job. Okay. And this one is not on the clock, so I can clock in and out if I get distracted. Okay. You know, so you can keep track of your hours, like work, work, timekeeping for work. Right. Okay. So it's pretty freeform. Um, what are the? So there's a little red dial that hangs up around eleven o'clock. What's that? The, the, oh, this is why the analog clock is the cool version. You know, the digital ones don't have these mechanical features, but that's the flag. And in chess, so um, so as your time runs out, the minute hand will catch that flag. Um, so the flag, it catches it, and it's being elevated. And then once it passes the twelve o'clock mark, it the flag will drop. Oh, okay. And that's you know that's a neat little mechanical feature in chess. The uh, the the opponent. After the flag is dropped, it's the opponent's job to um, announce that and say game over. Okay. So the way you would use that for chess is to set the both clocks with the time allowed? Yeah. it's It can be a little confusing, but if you wanted like a 30-minute game, you just set it. 12.30? Yeah. And, you know, you work backwards so that the flag will drop. Eleven thirty, I guess, because it drops at twelve o'clock, or just on the hour for anything. On the hour for everything, okay. the um, the hour hand doesn't right uh, right. hit that flag. Okay. And wow. and while we're um, the other little mechanical feature is the middle. The middle dial is like golden painted, like and a golden so cross in the middle where they minute and the hour hand meet 
that fulcrum is a golden cross. And what's that about? All all that does is just let you see the glimmer of a light, and it tells you it can just from the corner of your eye you can tell which one's moving. Um, oh, it's 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 the second hand basically. It's showing it's going around like a second hand, but it's not a full hand. It's just a little nub. And all, all it's doing is creating a little glimmer of of reflectance because it's it's irregularly shaped. Um, so I wonder why they don't want to have a second hand. Maybe that's distracting. Yeah. Um, but um, I set them. I set both of them to like. Starting backwards, um, you set them both to midnight at the start of the day, yeah. And then, and then, just time at the end of the day, you can see what proportion you had. Uh -huh. um, and it, and then, you know, I'm a programmer, so I can get lost in time, and that Is helps. These are bad news. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> Well, what I mean is, are you trying to minimize the amount of time you spend working or maximizing it? Well, I found just knowing the time, no, like, just helps you manage it better. Okay. Because um, you'll you'll feel like you spent too long on a problem, mm -hmm. and then you look, and you, you know, I don't I don't have a good mental clock. Um, so with the with the red flag, that also tells you. That, that also reminds you that an hour just passed. So from the, I put it behind, I have it a little visible, but the flag is just a little movement. And then it, it you know, it can remind me to check the time. So that, that little flag feature is mm -hmm. nice. Okay. It's cool. So that's a Seiko chess clock. Um, something that I'd, never really paid attention to um i mean i i'd seen them in movies um yeah that's and they're 67 dollars uh cool yeah, they, they might be a little i i shopped around the, um this model i chose because it looked nice um i bought a, i was i ordered a cool soviet looking one but it, it the the order got rejected. But I was looking for those mechanical features. Uh huh. And Seiko is like a a reliable. Yeah, yeah. Watchmaker. It's a Japanese watch. Yeah. Um. Well, that's really fabulous, uh, Joe. Thank you for those very unusual and unorthodox and unconventional tools, which we love. Thank you. So tell us about your passion project or something you want to share with our, our audience. Well, I'm a, I'm a software engineer living in Pittsburgh. Um, I really don't have anything to promote, but um, if you're working on a cool project, especially like in um, environmental causes, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm a, I'm a software engineer and I like I do full stack so I can do um front end I under understand machine learning concepts pretty well 
Um, so if you you if you're living around Pittsburgh and you have a cool project or you know wanna uh, see if we can help make the city smell better, you know, <laughs> with the with the the cracker plants that they have. Um, I Are they still operating. Yeah. Yeah. There's some. There's some. There's there's a there's a lot of industry happening. Um, so I guess my cause, if if I had one message to say on your on your platform, is just to try to let's not try to pollute as much. Mm-hmm. You know, it um it accumulates and can be, and have um. Compounding effects. Yeah, absolutely. And there's lots of happening that we're not even aware of because they don't make much difference in large levels, but they can make a big difference with chronic exposure to very small amounts like, you know, forever plastics and things, microplastics, which we're not even fully aware of yet. Um, They're hard to detect and hard to, hard to measure their effects because um, their real effects are chronic exposures and that makes it hard to, to, to do experiments. So yeah, I'm glad you are on to smells are part of that. Very low, very low uh, percentages, very low um, thresholds. And um, I wish you best in your efforts Thank you for sharing your cool tool picks and for volunteering this. We appreciate your being here. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. This year, our cool tools blog will be 20 years old, which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year, and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, please sign up on our form on the website and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking all, talking on a video and um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested and um, list your four four cool tools and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way. um, And we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the U.S., although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And um, if you are a long-time listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy 
from something in the kitchen to something you use to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.